The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Field, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. What's going on across the land? It ain't nothing. I ain't fronting. Thirsty Thursday, y'all. Mm, yeah. Thirsty like Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday, Nate. Nate used to take back a 12-pack on the way home from the practice field. <laughs> That's a live look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside of front of the Ford Center. What's the degrees today? Today is – I should have looked it up before we started this show. Right 90 or something? Yeah. Are we ever going to currently see? 85. Currently oh, okay. 85 degrees, right. high of somewhere around there. Um, I'm kind of I, I kind of want a little bit more nip to the weather. Like a little bit – Like a nippy? No, 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 but like – just enough where when I get back in the car, I don't have to put the AC on to cool down. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? That good ride, that good windows down, put some Metallica on, some AC. <laughs> nah, I'm not putting no Metallica on. <laughs> I was going to say. No, I'm, I'm not putting that. No I'm going to ride with you. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not putting no Metallica <laughs> on. Maybe some baby face. Maybe a little baby face. There you go. What's up, fellas? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. He is Nate Newton. Mm-hmm. That is Kurt yeah. Daniels. I am Zaddy Holly. Together we are hanging with the boys. The sports talk equivalent of Braille people. Feel us Mm. when we speak. This segment is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. You got your wish yesterday. I gave you a computer. You happy? No, I no. need one more we got request. Zeke talk, didn't we? We got yeah, Zeke. I need one more we got request. Zeke. We got Zeke in too. You yeah, happy? Got them both. Is Big Daddy happy today? Yeah, I need. I need Big to Daddy, talk about Zeke a little if, bit more. No, <laughs> no, we can talk about Zeke a little more. Big Daddy happy today? Yeah, I that's gave, right. I gave no, I'm, 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 I'm chilling today, bro. Zeke. All right, you chilling? I'm chilling today, Kurt. <laughs> Take it to him, Kurt. Medium daddy. I got mm. big daddy, medium zaddy, daddy. and medium daddy. Right. Is, there, is there any request that I can give to you, medium daddy? Nah. Today? You're, you're doing great, man. All I'm right. Long for the ride here. All right, here we go. Let's Nobody's get Nobody's underdog, this. right? No, I love that quote. I, all right, let's, <laughs> let's Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. We're not going to bury the lead. Mike McCarthy had his press conference today. One of the reporters, I think it was, was it John Machota? I'm not sure. Actually. I don't know who it was. I'm sorry, I don't know who you were that gave this. Uh, question to Coach McCarthy, but it was John. It was John. Okay, it was, it was John Machota. He gave the quote. I have it if you want it. Yeah, sure. Well, if you got oh, it, oh man, man. do your thing, it. man. You, you should have said that before the game. Come on, let's go. How often do you use the point spread to motivate the team? I don't know if I ever have. Yeah, no, you don't have. What is it this week? We're we're underdogs. <laughs> we're good. All right. Just wrote my Saturday night speech. I'm good. No, no, I've never used it. But I'll just say this: we're nobody's underdog. So if you need a quote, mm. the first part of that was John Machota asking Coach McCarthy, "Do you ever use the point spread as a motivating factor for your team?" The Cowboys are five and a half point underdogs this weekend against the Los Angeles Rams. And coach came out and said, "We're nobody's underdog." Mm, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I, I love that. You want to talk about something that, you know, you are uh, your team's a reflection of its leadership. We're nobody's underdog, 
And that just shows you the confidence that is permeating throughout this locker room and it's starting with your head coach. And now that energy, when they say keep the same energy, that is the energy that needs to be kept throughout the building. We're no one's underdog. Yes, Mm -hmm. we respect our opponent. Yes, we understand that they're the defending world champions. Yes, we understand what they can do schematically, offensively, defensively. Yes, we understand that they have really good players on their football team. But damn it, we are nobody's underdog. Because they put their pants on the same way we do one leg Mm. at a time. Do you remember a time your coach doing that? I played for Jason Garrett. He never did that. No, I'm playing. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, for what it's worth, Jason Garrett always had – like, Jason Garrett is a good storyteller. Yeah. I don't mean a liar. I mean a, I mean a storyteller. Like, he, like he can – he understands tempo and tone of how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So he always would have these really good stories and these really good analogies. But uh, – and then Wade after that, Wade didn't really say much. You know, it was like, hey, let's – that's kind of, kind of hey, we pay you guys a lot of money. Go do what I you do. I remember one time Jason telling the media a story that he normally tells the players, and he was just kind of it was the one about the guy on the cliff, and he's got the yeah, line, yeah, yeah. and he was telling the media, and the media's laughing, it's a real joke, and you're like, oh, this is kind of silly. And then I got to hear a tape of him telling the players, yeah. Oh, I was ready to jump through the wall. No, man. It was, it was it was, <laughs> the best ones, if anybody ever tell you, the best kind of, not really speeches, it's the special team meetings. Mm. When you go in there and they play that, your, your pre-game clip, it's always like, of because special team coaches always want you to be in attack mode. So then they'll pull up all of the animals attack, right? They'll, they'll, they'll show a lion or something like going after a wildebeest or something like that. And it's a relentless pursuit every single time you go to attack. And so those are always fun, special ones that you want to uh, that you want to look out for. So, all right, as we get into this Cowboys defense, Los Angeles Rams offense, uh, Nate, I'm not even going to set you up. I'm just going to let you do what it is that you want to do with this. What did you see? We'll start with the Rams offense. What do you like about this Rams offense? This is me setting you up. I thought I wasn't going to set you up. What do you like about the Rams offense? And where is something that you think that we can as- exploit on the Rams offense? You know, uh, the Rams, when you look at them on tape, uh, Brother Jesse and, and, and Kurt, they're just playing. You know, they flash here and there. They force the ball to Cooper Cup. They force it to the tight end. They got two nice running backs in Henderson and Akers. And 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 as smart as this coach is, you know, people can say what they want about an offensive line, but you can have an average offensive line as long as the other parts are, are kind of elite. And they do have kind of elite other parts. Yeah. Uh, now is the willingness, is the coach going to take the time and try to figure out how to help this offensive line block Versus the run, and that's what they're not doing. It's like, okay, it ain't working. Let's just throw the ball. Yeah. And so, I'm just waiting for this coach to click in his mind because he is the offensive coordinator. Let's, you know, Coach McVay, let's get it going because he is one of the top offensive minds. You can say what you want. Yeah. He is. He is that. So he, I'm just waiting for him to click, man. He and I just hope it don't be this week. Yeah. He hinted in, I guess, press conference yesterday that. Like, they're getting killed just by four-man rushes, mm-hmm. and so everybody else can drop yeah. back. And he's like, because their offensive line's all banged up. I think they've got another center coming in this yes. week, maybe. 
So he talked about trying a different strategy of some sort, but how do you, I mean, is that something that, how do the Cowboys prepare for that, and what could he do differently given the people he's got? They're, they're, they're going to, see, like Jess said the other day, they're, it's a copycat league. Mm-hmm. These people seeing that, man, right outside them tackles, them Cowboys are real questionable. They're a real question because their weakness is the middle of their offense. So we got the horses right there. As long as they keep their mindset, it ain't going to happen in the middle. Now, how do you attack the edges? You know, they have receivers that actually block. They have tight ends that get on you. Are they willing to do all of that? Are they willing to be patient? Because their quarterback is not playing well. Yeah. He is not seeing it. And I'm going to just turn it over to Jess. So let me say this. This this Rams team had a similar rut last year. And I went back and I found the numbers. Um, this Ram team had a three-game losing streak last year. They had won a couple games and they went on this, this three-game losing streak. And here was Matthew Stafford's numbers during that time. They played the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matthew Stafford was... 31 of 48 for 294, a touchdown, two interceptions, five sacks. Mm. They turned around the next week and played the Niners, who, believe it or not, just flat out has their number. That's just what it is. Like yeah. Say whatever you want. The Niners have their number. The Niners whooped up on them. <laughs> Stafford's numbers, 26 of 41, 243, a touchdown, two picks, two sacks. Followed by Green Bay. Stafford's numbers were 28, 21 of 38 for 302, three touchdowns, one interception, two sacks. Then they ran off five straight to only lose to who in the last game of the, in the regular season? The 49ers. The 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. After that loss, they then ran the table and went on and won the Super Bowl. So to your point, Nate, is this team is, is a team that plays, um, they just play ball. They just go out and they, and they play ball. And they have these ruts Throughout the season, I think what has made Sean McVay one of the best, if not the best, um, head coaches slash uh, offensive coordinators, and, 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 and Kurt, you hit on this as well, is the ability to self-evaluate, the ability to then now come up with another scheme. This has been the this word scheme has been like the 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 word of the day, the last two mm-hmm. years of the National Football League. We've heard a lot of scheme this, scheme that, you know, scheme here, scheme there. That has been the word. And no one does it better than a guy like yeah. Sean uh, McVay. And when you look at this, everyone's saying Sean McVay, well, they're forcing the ball in the Cooper Cup. They're forcing the ball in the Cooper Cup. And this team is littered with really good offensive players. Now, they don't, they don't, they don't have um, – the offensive line is struggling, absolutely. Right. They don't have Odell Beckham, who had really – we talk about Cooper Cup and all the stuff that he did last year and winning the Triple Crown, but Odell Beckham was one of those solid pieces yeah. in that offensive unit that gave you all of those things, you know, the, the intermediate routes, the slants, the hitches, and all that kind of stuff. With the ability to go home. <laughs> and yeah. that was always in the back of – Yes. Um, always in the back of the minds of the defenders. But, Kurt, to you, with, with, with this offense – when the Cowboys look at this, and they have this, they've—I saw something today where we're talking about Dan Quinn was talking about getting his defenders more opportunities. Guys like Tristan Hill, guys like Goldston, guys, those interior guys. Mm-hmm. Has the Cowboys found themselves defensively almost a little bit too married? 
to this idea that Micah Parsons needs to be the guy that's in the interior uh, defensive line. Because the reason why you're not getting those other guys reps is because you're playing Micah Parsons yeah. exclusively now at defensive end. So that rotation doesn't get the other guys in there because you're going with Micah Parsons. Had, had they become a little bit too married to that? Possibly. I mean, we talked about yesterday just the, the wear and tear of Micah's having. But, mm-hmm. And as Nate said, we've got some horses in there that can do the job. I guess it's just a matter of mixing, matching, keeping them guessing on where Micah is. So maybe you want them in there some, but – I don't know. They've got a lot of good guys, and they got a bad. Rams got a bad interior line, so you, our, our guys should be able to handle what the, they got. This is the thing that's, that you, Michael Parsons, is a big man six six three six four two fifty five two sixty whatever he is. He's a big man, but he's not a huge man. Right. And what I mean by that, he's not two eighty. Mm-hmm. He's not three hundred. So every time he runs into one of these, these big guys that weigh 300, you know, whether he knocking them down or not, that's a shot he's taking. Yeah. And you got Tristan Hill who finally realizes, man, if I can't play in this defense with, with all these – with this rotation, I ain't got but 12 plays. Let me – if I can't <laughs> give you 12 hard rushes. Right, right, right. You know, and that's how they're looking at it. You know, Gallimore finally figured out, hold on, man. They brought Bohannon a sixth or seventh round pick, and he's playing in front of me. It, the competition yeah. is so great right now, but coach don't want to leave anybody out because if I go to you, if I come to you as Christian Hill, say, "Hey, coach, man, why?" Well, you know, coming out of training camp, this is what we felt. But Tristan Hill had a good, great training camp, one of the best. So you got to give him some. You got to give him some leeway. You got to give him. But when you give it to him, you, you, him and Tristan Hill on the same. When I give you these fifteen plays, mm-hmm. yeah. So when they put you know, Micah in the middle like this, and we talked about him yesterday too. But we talk about receivers scheming them open. Can they scheme Micah to get open? Because right, you know, he hadn't had any sacks the last two games. Statistically, his numbers are not what they were. You know. And that is because they've been putting him at one position, either the left or the right defensive end. If they go back to when we started last year with this kid, coming from the linebacker, coming from Will, coming from Mike, oh, it'll break back open. His day is coming again, mm-hmm. and it's going to come in bunches. It, it just happened like that, Jess. You know that. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. But what Michael got to do is take sit back and see what's really hurting. If it's hindering him, if he decides that it's not, then you do your thing. But if you but you got to be smart as a player sometimes, and I know those trainers over there are, are smart, you know, because it's times that you can play through injury, but that injury may not let you allow you to be who you are, but you're still better than most. He's a freak, like you say, he's a Martian or alien or whatever. He's coming on with lights on his toes or whatever. <laughs> but I'm telling you right here, I love what you said. Don't marry him to no defensive end. You know, I try to tell anybody that's listening. Lawrence Taylor became became and, stay, and stayed more effective when you just didn't know. You knew his deal was the left outside linebacker for the Giants. But, boy, when he went to moving around and you don't know where it's coming from, it's called longevity, and you don't know where, the, where that atomic bomb is going to drop next. And that's how I think we should keep Michael. I, I'm, I'm with that great, Jess. Great on that move. All right, so when we come back from this break, I want to get into the concept of Trayvon Diggs, 
guarding Cooper Cup. We've known Trayvon to have really good success against the bigger, yes, yes. taller receivers. How do you limit? Because they're going to get him the ball. But yeah. how do you limit Cooper Cup and his productivity? Do you strictly go Trayvon Diggs on him all the time? Do you double him? How do, how should the Cowboys go about stopping Cooper Cup? Jesse will answer that next. On. I will. I, I will <laughs> yeah. give you my thoughts on that next after this break. Yeah, because we're going to ask you. <laughs> I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket of great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys on this Thirsty Thursday as we continue to break down Cowboys defense, uh, the Los Angeles Rams offense, what's going on with their offensive line, hell, what's going on with our offensive line, how can we come into this game and and really set the tone, This is a, to me this is a litmus test for this Cowboys defense and will Kellen Moore keep defeating the clock? Before it strikes 12, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Blockchain, blockchain.com. 
Also brought to you by Fall Fest. Fall officially kicks off at the Star with the first ever Fall Fest on Saturday, October 8th from 11 to 3 p.m. Come out to the Tostitos Championship Plaza for a full day of family fun from beer gardens to petting zoo to face painting to live music to fall-inspired food and more. This event is free. This event is free. This event is free. This event is free. This event is free and open to the public. For more information, visit the Star in Frisco.com. <clears throat> Now, before we went to the break, I said that when we come back, we would, we would talk about this matchup. Cooper Cup is on pace right now. Mm-hmm. Kurt and Chris <clears throat> both gave me this stat. He's on pace to have 179 receptions. What is the record? 149? Like 140-something. Yeah. yeah. So not only is he on pace to break the record, that is – that's like – Almost three games worth of receptions. <laughs> Shattering. 30, 30 more receptions <laughs> than, than, you know, what that is insane. Yeah. And some will say, man, they are like they are like force feeding him the ball. They're force feeding him the ball. They're force feeding him the ball. What about the other guys in that team? It's one thing. I tell you who's not complaining. Cooper Cup's not complaining. <laughs> I can I can guarantee you that. Yeah. He is not complaining. And there's no secret. Coming into this game, they're going to try to find that matchup. But what most teams try to have is that one corner that you can go ahead and say, hey, you're the guy. You are the guy. Now, Cooper Cup may look small on TV. Cooper Cup is six foot two and built. He ain't the fastest, but he is one of the most craftiest, and he has quickness. And elusiveness, and sometimes this is not a racial thing, but sometimes kind of the whole white man can't jump. Like you think that a dude can't give you a little something, and the white dude give you a little. Like Cooper has lived off that. Like he's lived off that pace of it looks like I'm moving really fast, but I'm not. But I'm really shifty. Do you think this is one of those games where Dan Quinn says, "Hey, number seven, you got him." You may Jordan Lewis may or may not play. Dealt with the hamstring right before the game last week. Mm. He said it's feeling a little bit better throughout the week. Didn't practice yeah, the other day. Uh, so is this the kind of game where you say, "Hey, Diggs"? Mm, I don't. Well, this is your matchup. You talked about it during the break, and you should talk about it now too. But it sounds like they move Cooper Cup so much. How does Diggs keep up with that? I would think it'd be hard for one guy to cover him. Well, I mean, if, if if you're in the star coverage, and, and what we call star coverage is wherever he goes, you go. Mm-hmm. And it's really basically playing 10 on 10. Because wherever I, wherever he goes, I'm going. He goes to get water, I'm going to get water. He go get a hot dog, I'm going to get a hot dog. He go to drain the main vein, I'm draining the main vein right next to him <laughs> in, the next, in the stall next to him. And that's just what it is. And I have other guys that may play a 10-man type zone coverage. Because they're going – this is – what Sean McVay does pre-snap, you can you can almost bet your bottom dollar, and I'm 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 willing to bet just about all the money that I have. Someone's moving pre-snap. Hmm. There will be some sort of motion. There will be some sort of shift. Now, granted, that pre-snap motion does one of two things. One, it helps the quarterback identify what coverage you are in. If when he motions. And that guy goes with him, ding, 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 ding. It is man-to-man coverage. If he motions and that thing just shifts over, 
zone coverage. And now the quarterback knows, all right, zone coverage, here are my reads in zone coverage. The second thing that it does is if I do pre-snap motion and time it up with the snap, once he crosses – so let me just paint a picture for you. Whenever you see a guy start from one end of the formation, you don't change the strength of the formation until he passes the center. So when you marry the snap count with the motion, when he crosses the center – the strength now changes. So I want to catch linebackers and linemen shifting to the new strength on the yeah. snap count. Yeah. What does that do for my offensive linemen? That gives me a half a step, a half an inch, whatever it has to be on hooking a block, getting a block, catching those guys in that rotation. Okay. So that's what that pre-snap motion does. But, Nate, is this an assignment for a guy like Stefan, Stefan, excuse me, his brother, Trayvon Diggs, where you say, dude, does Diggs come to him and say, Coach? Nah. I want him. Nah, nah, nah. Is he that kind of corner? Yeah, he's growing like that, but no, no. But this this is my thing, Jess. And this is what, and I'm glad you explained a little bit of what when you ask a dude to shadow like that. You're asking your other four or five DBs with linebackers. They have to make the ultimate adjustment to what type of zone we are going to play in. And when that strength change, everybody, this four or five guys, got to change their thoughts like that. And it don't always work. I would let him go in motion. I would let him do his thing. If I'm not going to Belichick him, we talked about this off air, if I'm not going to put two guys up there, when he comes to this side, I'm putting two guys up there on him. You know, expecting a third down situation. You know what? If Allen Robinson can't beat us with that one man on him, we're going to find out. We know the tight end is tough, but I'm going to bump him coming off the line to get, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, going to make this dude. If you want this dude that bad, I'm going to take him away. Coaches, people think that's crazy, but Belichick has done it a thousand times. His first initial read, he's going to be taken away. And he's going to have to continue to move. I mean, nonstop. So, sometimes it calls for a radical movement. Yeah. You used to say that Dion would sometimes take the number two receiver and say, yes. I'm shutting him down by myself. The rest of you guys handle the yeah. top guys. Is yes. that an option still? Or? I, I, don't, I, I don't know how they – the thing is – Sean McVay is so crafty. I wonder if his if his offense is too too tough to learn sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, what is key, my question to you, Jesse? What is keeping Allen Robinson from flourishing when we've seen receivers come in there and flourish? Man, Woods flourished in there. Uh, what's the the guy hurt? You know, from the Giants. Odell Beckham. He, they flourished, man. Well, what is keeping him from flourishing? You know. When Robert Woods, he was so good because he had been in that offense for right. a long time. Like right. He was one of the ones who kind of right. grew up in that offense. I think Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham is just a unique talent. Yeah. Um, we, we, we sometimes, we miss the greatness of guys like T.O. Right. We miss the greatness of guys like Odell Beckham, Des Bryant, because it's overshadowed by their personalities or their, right. their antics. And so we sometimes label them. But we missed a part that, you know what, T.O.'s a smart football player. Right. Odell Beckham could be a really smart football player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in a 
when we were in Minnesota, I was with T.O. and just listening, it went, he and I are in the backseat of a car <laughs> driving to, to, to Mary's funeral and listening to him break down offenses and, and talk about, I'm like, damn, let's do this. He ain't that guy we heard of in Dallas. But all you know is right. you, you see the bicycle, you see the abs in the front yard, and you're thinking like, right. oh, this guy's a, he's, he's a, he's a cancer. He's in and out. You're like, right. nah, this dude is intelligent as hell. Yeah. He understands football. He know you don't you don't get a green you know, green jacket. You don't get a gold jacket without having the skill set and then being able to have the knowledge of the game. So right. it's sometimes you have to kind of find your rhythm in an offense. And for for a guy like uh and this is also important. People sometimes feel the mill miss this. Last year, you heard guys like Cooper, uh, 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 Cooper Cup, and 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 Matthew Stafford. They have this thing called the Breakfast Club. Right. It's where they meet every single morning at six a.m. And this is before anybody, anybody else gets up? there. Yes, yes. And they're watching. Now I don't know Allen Robinson. I don't know if Allen Robinson are making these. Th- but what I do know is that Cooper Cup. And Matthew Stafford has had this routine for a very long time. And when things aren't going well at times, you, be, you tend to lean back on the things that you're comfortable with. Yeah. And that's the guy that I've been sitting up with every, every day at 6 a.m. in the breakfast club learning and watching film with. So you have this tendency just to go to that guy a lot more. Now, Al Robinson could be right there. He seemed like the kind of guy who would be there. But it's all about him finding his place in this offense, his first year there. And, and he's had some good games. He's had some opportunities to do some things for them. Uh, and this is a thing that we need to watch as well. Because Sean McVay understands and knows that this league is a league where you're going to have to make adjustments. And Sean McVay also knows that Dan Quinn is not going to let you just have Cooper Cup all day, all every day. So Higby and, 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 and Allen Robinson, this might be the game you guys get off because some teams are going to start taking Cooper Cup away. True. I, I, just I don't believe. see how they don't. I mean, like you you said before, you can take a guy out of the game. I just sure can. I don't know how anybody has. Is, nobody's done it yet. So with the, the thing cup. is, you just got to have the awesome faith that your other guy is going to do their assignments. When you when you start shattering guys, and you know, I got this from Larry Brown and guys like that that play with Dion. And when you start shattering guys. The other five or six guys that's left to play that zone or to play the other man position have to be on point. Yeah. Because that's when you see, oh, that must have was a blown coverage guy. You find a guy five yards down the field and somebody just standing over there, you know, by themselves because everybody's not on the same yeah. page. They, uh, when, when, when Coach McVay figure it out, our Robin Allison are them both together, Allen Robinson, excuse me, mm-hmm. when they both figure it out or one another, it's going to be an explosion. Yeah. It's going to be an explosion. What do you think about the the Athletic had an article uh, today about the Cowboys last year led the league in like man coverage, 40% or something like that. This year they dropped it back to like 27% man coverage. They're playing much more zone, and the theory in the article was that because the offense isn't as explosive, they're trying to slow the defensive down, defense, the, the opponent's offense down by – keeping them up, in front of them, yeah. in front of them, making them go work harder to get down the field. Is that do you think that's true, and is that something they should, the defense should continue to do? I, I, I don't have an answer for that because I know that our offense is doing everything they can to cater to our defense. So I, I, I don't know how much of that is true. I have to probably talk to some scouts or to a coach or two because uh, uh, they may feel like their players, who they have is those type of guys. But then again, knowing Q, 
as smart as he is, let's give him something to look at this first half of the season, then we're going to come back to our own True. in the second half of the season. You know what I'm saying? So he could be playing the mind game. They scouting themselves too. The good ones do. The great ones do. And another thing is, is when you're getting that much pressure up front, yes, you kind of you you kind of want more guys. I want more guys with eyes on the football mm-hmm. and zone coverage because that ball is going to come out much okay. quicker. So if I know that I'm creating that pressure really, with my front four, okay. front five guys, because if if I'm when you when you when you're when you're a blitz heavy team, that puts a lot of guys in man to man. And if those guys don't make the play, it's a big play every single yeah. time. But if I'm getting pressure, if I'm creating pressure with just my front four, now I know that ball is coming out. And for the Cowboys, this this ball is coming out a yeah. snap faster with the way these guys are being right. have been, get, been been able to bring pressure. So what I want now is I want guys to see the ball being snapped. I want guys to see the pressure being happening, and I want guys to be able to react off the ball. When you go back and you watch what the Legion of Boom was, like that was a lot of that was a lot of cover three coverage. A lot of cover three coverage. That those guys, you know, you Richard Sherman was he he kept his eyes in the backfield. Uh 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 the, the safety Earl Thomas was was a free roamer back there. Uh and that's how they created a lot of those things. They was like, listen, we, we want you to see the football. We want you to see that when the ball comes out, you're going to make the play. If you go back and you look at the Trayvon Diggs interception last week, um, who lined up against him? Uh, uh, Jahan Dotson. And they ran the go route. Go back and watch it. Trayvon Diggs never looked at the receiver. Hmm. Never looked at the receiver. Wow. He was about seven to eight yards off. And the entire time he said, I'm giving you anything you want in front of me. But I'm going to keep my eye in the backfield. And when he goes to throw it, he just he looked, 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 opened up, still looking back. Ball came. He said, okay. Like he didn't high point yeah. it. He caught it like it was a pass right. to him. So even though that was in that they were one on one down the field, it started as a zone. That's cover three. Mm-hmm. That's cover three. He was just sitting back there in the zone saying, anything underneath, my guy's gonna undercut it. I'll play, I'll tackle anything underneath. I just can't let them get behind me. Yeah. We got a free safety in the middle of the field, and he just watched it, watched it, watched it. See, because man to man, man to man, I'm here with you. I'm right here. Boom. Yeah. But when it's cover three, it's a zone. I just know I got all the way to infinity back that way. Okay. So all right, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish this thing up, man. Talk a little bit more. Uh, schooling, Jesse. Cowboys defense. Schooling, Jesse. That's interesting. not schooling. This is teaching. Yeah, it is schooling. Interesting. That's, that's the old school schooling. Oh, school I ain't a Zadie or Zaddie or Addie. <laughs> I'm an old school. When you say it now, it's like, it's yeah. like, like oh, you schooling him like it's an insult. Yeah, like, that's not it. Ain't. No, no, no. Uh, we, we, this is coming on, man. It's learning. We're learning. We're learning. Stop that old sensitivity stuff. No, I'm not sensitive. I'm just me. Schooling, I got it. You yeah, got thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's my boy. That's my boy, man. Of course, I'm old, that's too. My so, yeah, that's I'm my man. boy. Big daddy, medium daddy, zaddy. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, well, I got one Schooling! Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. 
So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to Hanging with the Boys and our final segment on this here Thirsty Thursday. The Cowboys are preparing to take on the Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Keep wanting to say St. Louis. Los <laughs> Angeles Rams this Sunday. What time they play, Kurt? 325? Yes. All right. 325. Is it a home away game? It's no way. It's no way, man. I got on you last year for not knowing what a game was at. Look at me, not knowing what a game was at. Man, and I could have swore that game was here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I could have swore it, man. Wow. Did, can I ask a question that based on something, or do you got a direction you want to go? I don't you got it. You got right. it, medium zaddy. <laughs> we talked about this a couple times earlier. You mentioned it that that McVeigh has been able to, when strategizing and what he's going to do with his offensive line, he's self-scouted himself and then you just mentioned again with our guys self-scouting what the defense is doing how we, we talk about all the time scouting the other team but how important is it to be able to scout yourself and be good at it that's that's that is it when even you more can important? see when you can see what another coach see about you that means you just ahead of the game as soon as they try to adjust you already you already making the move you are and you don't have to change right away but as soon as they think they don't tweak tweak you 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 boom we already fellas we are let's go and now that throws the other team in disarray and you we used to do this big time and it was always talked about at the halfway point of the season before they started all these buys you know <laughs> everybody at uh, uh you know the halfway point of the season they bring their scouting department in. Everybody just dive in. Who are we? What we've shown people the first seven or eight games. You know, what? Are, who are we? What can we do to change? And what can we tweak? You didn't do no 
wholesale changes, just just something here, something there to make give you a different look, a different blitz, a different run pattern, a different uh, route pattern here and there. It wasn't nothing big, but just something that you can adjust during the season, mm. you know, uh, something that like Cooper Cup, we keep saying this kid going to get slowed down, but until somebody do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's also the ability to swallow your pride. Yes. It just didn't work. In that's the biggest thing when it comes. Like, like, believe it or not, Kurt, Nate, people, family, we try to say that players, and I admit, as a former receiver, we are the divas of all divas. <laughs> but we try to say players are prideful people. Those darn coaches are some prideful, mm-hmm. stubborn SOBs. <laughs> they, 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 they have a style. They have a, a, a way about going things, and they don't deviate from that. Yeah. The really good ones, the really, really, really good ones, are the ones who can look at themselves in the mirror and go, that's not working, or ask for help, or say we need to change this. Yeah. And, but a lot of times... They just won't. They just they will keep banging their head against the door, and they'll hear what they'll say. They'll say, "Well, we need to execute better." Yeah, we need put to, it back on the players. We heard that about for ten years. Remember that? <laughs> we, heard, we heard that for ten years. We need to execute better. No, 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 no. You have to be you have to be honest with self and go. This ain't working. I, I need to change what we do. And I'm not saying like Nate said, not wholesale, but there needs to be a level of adjustment that is done. To better put our players in, the, a lot of time it comes down to coaching and the really, 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 really good ones. Those who win consistently are able to self-evaluate and say, "Hey, it starts with me. I need to be better." And that leads me to a comment that Kellen Moore made the other day in the media, and they asked him about, um, "Do you have to? Does it when it comes to running the football?" Like, do you have to force yourself to run the football? Hmm. And Kellen Moore came out and just basically said, he goes, everything in me wants to pass the ball. <laughs> oh, really? That's what he said. Mm. He's a, that's who I am. Yeah. So he says, yeah, like, to, to run the football, like, I am a quarterback at heart. I'm paraphrasing the rest of it. Right, but it was right. ba- he basically said, I have to fight the urge to pass the football huh. because everything in me wants to pass the football. And that's one. That's okay. We understand that. But now that you know that, be willing to adjust and say, "Hey, maybe I shouldn't pass the ball." And I think he got a little bit pass happy last week. And when you look at this Rams offense, Matthew Stafford as a quarterback, he's going to sling the ball around the, around the park, and he's one of those quarterbacks: one interception, two interceptions, three interceptions, three sacks. Four sacks, doesn't matter. He is coming at you again. Yeah. He is relentless in trying to get the big play. So you always have to safeguard against that because he's not going to get gunshot. Like he, He's to the point in time of his career where he's like, I got a Super Bowl. I got a bunch of yards accumulated. I'm just going to sling this thing around a park and see if we can't go score 30 balls. <laughs> See, we can't go score 30 points. And the Cow- the Cowboys defensively have to be ready for that. Yes, sir. I agree 100%, man. I just, you know, the days of Marino was before his time. Marino was way because Marino would tell you, I mean, 
he would let guys would come to Reno and say, hey, man, y'all rush for 100 yards. Y'all really look balanced. He said, yeah, you know, but we ain't winning unless Marino slagging it. So, mm-hmm. And he believed that. And it's, it's quarterbacks nowadays, they believe that. And they want offensive coordinators who believe that. But the teams every year that make it to that big dance, at some point sometime during that year, they show the world that they can't run the ball. And they'll even have a playoff game or two. And it may not be the running back running the ball. It may be the quarterback. But they're going to have you believing that if you don't stay in your lanes as a defense lineman, somebody's going to take off on you from this point of view. So, uh, you know, I, I, I know what running is about. Running is only two things. To keep you in the red zone and to keep you honest. To keep you down there inside that, fi- inside that five to keep you honest. And just to move the chains. Now, and that means you're going to have to run the ball 20 to maybe 25 times so them other 50 or 55 plays can be successful. It's when you run that ball what counts more than just running it. You see what I'm saying? I got you, Jess. I'm covering you before you need to. When you I appreciate that. When you got a team like this where their rushing attack isn't scary and, and their, their quarterback slings it around, is it better to – I mean, we're sh- we're taking care of that running game. We're going to shut. We are shutting down that running game and take you know let Stafford beat us. Or do you back off and say, okay, we'll give them their yards running, but we're going to make sure that we cover back on Stafford. Nah, you you if they control the line of scrimmage, you control the game. Yes, sir. Like, I, no, I don't care what I don't care what scheme you run. I That's don't care right. what team you are. If that defense controls the line of scrimmage, they control the game. Because okay. to Nate's to Nate's point, we haven't stopped the run. True. Like, we gave up 100 yards at halftime last week against the Washington football team. <laughs> With a beat-up offensive line. With a beat-up offensive line. <laughs> you think they're not going to check that again this week? You mm-hmm. think they're going to go back and say, let's see if they self-scouted themselves. Mm. Let's see if they got this thing locked down. They're going to try it. Yes, they are sir. definitely going to try it. But if you lose that line of scrimmage and they're able to – to 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 if you, if you just willingly give them the line of scrimmage – that's bad for business. You, you, I, I guess I'm agreeing with Nate now. You have to, you have to, at least show them that you're willing to run and try to maintain the line of scrimmage. At least have it be a wash. <clears throat> but if they control the line. Any team that controls the line of scrimmage controls the game. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. Two plays, two plays that I know that Coach McCarthy and Kellum can't get out of their mind, is they saw their quarterback have to throw off of his back foot mm-hmm. twice. And it was disastrous. And I mm-hmm. promise you they are thinking about this. Do you see that? Do you, do you see that? <laughs> I'm telling you, they ain't forgetting that because you have Greg Gaynors and the baddest man on the planet in football Number 99, Mr. All-World, coming at you. My man crush Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got him coming at you. And it don't matter who you put at left guard. It don't matter. He's got something for all of them. So understand that. How do you slow him down? Fake like you're going to run. You're going to have to do some screens. I, I would I, – Screen, anything. We might be the worst screen team in the national football. Yeah, and we won't even do it with. But I, I have to try. Yeah, I have to try. Well, we tried. 
We tried <laughs> so, today. True. Right, we tried true. today. Right. I think we did a good effort, but uh, we're getting up out of here. The stars <clears throat> and the crew is waiting to jump in here. Oh, he early again today. I know it, they early today. Like we, yeah. like we don't get off late. We, we gonna do what we do regardless, man. Right. But uh, tomorrow we're taking phone calls. Yes, sir. Our fans, we computer wanna, we wanna, Z. No, 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 no. <laughs> computer got his time tomorrow. Okay, all right. We want some new fans to call in on Friday, Freaky Friday. Uh, we're taking calls tomorrow, so have your questions ready for our call time tomorrow. We'll give our predictions. We'll break this thing down. We're gonna have some fun. That is Big Daddy Nate Newton. This is Medium Zaddy, Kurt Daniels. I am the Zaddy. Looking to be a house husband, Jesse Harley. This is Hanging with the Boys. Thank you for joining us. See you guys tomorrow. We out. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?